0: Hey everyone, welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. I Don't Get It podcast. This is Ashley I, and uh, my sister Lauren is not joining us today. That's because I have another special guest and I am away from her right now.
1: Am I special? Oh God, Jared, you just killed the
0: surprise. (laughs) Jared is here, also known as the man who's ruined my life on TV. Twice. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that what you guys don't get is our relationship and if you're like me you don't get why jared never liked me oh my god but apparently we want to save that podcast which will be golden for someday in the future because i don't feel like crying right now
1: no i doubt you will cry
0: i'm pretty sure We're i We're in such would. a good
1: place ashley
0: <laughs> thanks jared just to begin this podcast i want to thank you guys for listening i cannot believe the feedback i've been getting and how many listeners that are tuning in each week it's amazing and if you haven't already please hit subscribe on itunes so that you automatically get the i don't get it podcast on your phone each tuesday when the new episode is uploaded so Jared's gonna start his own podcast sometime soon that i am tell him about the concept that you want to talk about
1: so the concept i want to talk about is pretty simple um what I really want to talk about is I feel like I'm always reading men's health and men's journal about questions that are sent in by guys where it's, how do I get my wife to do this? Or how do I approach a first date? Or how do I talk to a girl that I like? um, And I just feel like coming from dating on national television, I have a pretty good idea of how to answer a lot of those questions. And I feel like a lot of people, specifically actually, a lot of women out there, want to get a guy's perspective on those answers, and so I kind of want to provide that. So I'm in the work of getting this podcast together and trying to get some other guys from Bachelor Family to join me to talk about men's topics.
0: Yeah, and the thing that's funny about Jared's podcast is it's kind of like all the things that we don't get that we talk about, what we you know how we don't get them on this podcast. He's going to try to answer and them so on his podcast. You guys will
1: understand it from the podcast that I'm starting. So while Ashley doesn't get a lot of things in life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we can hopefully answer those questions to all the women out there that are just dying to know why men do certain things or why they're so stupid, which I will I, – I have no quarrel saying that uh, I'm stupid sometimes.
0: <laughs> He's so dumb. It's really ridiculous. Very dumb. Anyway, so I think we're kind of going to go with that theme today. So we're going to ask Jared some of the things that we don't get. Um, today And he's going to answer them right here for you. That's it. Here we go. All right. So we have a friend, a mutual friend, who's going through some boy trouble right now. Um, after dating him for, you know, dating, but not exclusive for six months, he kind of, she kind of, okay, they were in the midst of making out. And it was the first time they've made out for about a month, but they haven't really seen each other much lately because she's been all over the place with her job. And they were making out last weekend, and he said, are, "Should we be doing this?" And then Bad she was like, right "What do you mean?" And then you know she flipped out a little bit, like, "No, seriously! Like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, you told me to keep waiting for you, and that you are going to make it up to me." And because he's been really upfront and honest. So far in the past six months. Has
1: he been? Has he, he been up front and honest? He
0: has. He's been like, I, so I'm not think- ready for a relationship. I'm not ready, but I like what we're doing now. I like that we're dating, but we're not exclusive.
1: But so- I don't think they're dating. I mean, here's a simple fact. Like, when they were making out, in the middle of making out, he said, should we be doing this? No, which I Which immediately raises a red flag of, I only want to be friends with you, which pretty much contradicts everything he said over the previous few months where he said, I'm just not ready. I do want to be in a relationship with you, just not right now. But
0: that's what he keeps saying. So that is what he keeps <clears throat> saying. And then two weeks prior to this makeout incident, she said, you know, so-and-so, I think it's just time for me to end this because I am just too into you and- it's not really progressing we're at a standstill so i feel like for myself i need to break this off so i can start dating other people and you know just free myself of this not burden
1: yep yeah, i think that's the you most mature decision. yeah I so think, that's
0: what that was her decision that she wanted to do that i think it's a
1: distraction that. at least if you don't want to call it a burden it's okay, definitely something that's weighing on her shoulders right
0: um so she so, so he says 2 weeks ago no, please, I know I've messed up. I want to continue doing what we're doing. Please let me make it up to you. I'll be, you know, more communicative and I'll give you I'll be you'll be more of a priority in my book. And then two this weeks later they're making out
1: and he says, Should we be doing this?
0: Exactly. So she got mad because she tried to break it off two weeks ago and he said, like, don't and then he like kinda of took away the power by saying, Should we be doing this? And now she's all quote confused and I said something to her like if you're confused it's a bad it's usually a bad sign. It's not because a good sign. That's what girls usually say when they're getting mixed, mixed signals. And
1: usually when girls get mixed signals it's because the guy's not interested. Totally. And so I think it's the best decision for this particular girl to separate herself from the situation and distance herself from this guy. Because one of two things will happen. Either he will come back and regret his decision and really try to pursue her, which is what exactly she wants. Or, um, she's going to get more clarity on the situation because he won't reach out, which means, all right, he doesn't have those feelings for me.
0: It sucks. It's It's not a good situation. It is really
1: painful, but isn't that kind of uh, love and life and everything included?
0: Um, Okay, so I guess my question to you mainly was if a guy says after six months, I want to be friends, get to know you more, and ma- and then when the timing is right, be in a committed relationship, do you believe that or is that total BS?
1: I think it can be true. I think it's probably 70% BS. 70% of the time, it's probably BS, but there is 30% of the time that I do think that that is plausible. I think there's a lot of times where people just getting out of a relationship, a long relationship. So that's
0: him. I mean, he has been in two- Which is very
1: true, but it's also a progression. Like that's the whole point of taking time, taking it slow to get to know you. But if it's already been six months and you guys have already hooked up and have already made out, this is not not progressing. This is regressing. If he's in the middle of kissing you after six months to which you guys have already hooked up, like it's already been – that is – already been put out there. Yeah. And now you guys are kissing six months in and right. he's saying, wait, is, like, maybe they we shouldn't be doing used to have this. sex
0: too. And now they stopped exactly. since November. It's
1: regressing. It's not progressing. Yeah. Like Those relationships can work if you do immediately get out of the gate and say, let's take it slow. Let's be friends. Let's get to know each other and let's see if something can develop because I'm not ready to be in a relationship. But after six months of that, and it's only getting worse, that's not a good sign. Especially, I mean from what I understand, she – the last time they talked, she said, I think I'm falling in love with you Yeah, and then like ran out of the car. Yeah. And this is what ha-
0: happened. So after he said, um, I don't know if we should be doing this, she gets really upset and says, well, I think I'm in love with you. And then he was like, oh, oh, but – uh and then she just kind of slammed the door on him and he was yelling her name as she stormed into her house.
1: Yeah, and as she – like, yeah, never mind.
0: Which, what, you say it sounds dramatic? It sounds like something I would do?
1: No, no. I mean it does actually sound like something you would do, but that's not what I was going to say. <clears throat> as soon as she slammed the door, the guy was probably like, oh, thank fucking God. Really? I don't know. It doesn't sound good, though, because this would happen, what, on Sunday? And today is –
0: Saturday. It was happened Saturday. Today is Friday. So
1: it's almost been a week, and he hasn't even reached out. And the last thing that she said to him was, I think I'm falling in love with you.
0: Yeah. Even I, my coming, question there is, he, is he just a dick, or is this just an easy way out for him?
1: Um,
0: because I think that even if you didn't like the girl, you'd still have the respect for her to, to talk again.
1: Especially, yeah, just at least to set – The record straight and say, "Listen, I know what you said, and I respect you, and I think you're wonderful, but I don't have those feelings for you." And if that,
0: this is like breaking my heart talking about it.
1: I know it sucks, but it's the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. And um, you know, I, I just, I think it's better for this particular girl to um, be secure and confident in who she is because she should, because she's beautiful and she's great and she's an amazing catch and um if she is looking for a guy to commit sooner rather than later um i'm not sure if this is the right guy
0: professional welder shayna ford used vr training developed by forgefx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it that's what separates a good welder from a great welder vr training can help students like shayna repeatedly practice specific skills Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So Jared, um, is there a right time to play games? Because in this situation with this particular girl, she really didn't play any sort of games. Like no hard to get. She just really was open with her feelings. She's like, I like you, and I want to know where this is going. And I think that, that may have added to why he cut it off.
1: Yeah, but I also think there's a time constraint in all these questions. Like, if she said this within the first two to three weeks, then she'd be labeled crazy. But she was seeing this guy for, what, six months? I think that question is pretty valid at that point. And so it all depends on when she asked it.
0: You're right. You're right. Because six months is crazy, crazy. But do you think, when when is the right time to play games?
1: I mean, if you're going to quote play games, you do it in the beginning. I mean, because people always want what they can't have. So they always go after the chase. And so if you want to play games, definitely within the first couple of weeks of, of, you know, quote unquote, the relationship or the starting of the dating, whatever you want to call it, where like you wait to text back or you don't talk every day. And You don't come off too pushy and you kind of play it cool and um, act like you don't care a little bit. Um, You know, that's like, quote unquote, when you should start playing the game and then hopefully your feelings just start developing and growing more exponentially to the point where you guys are just comfortable being fully yourselves around each other. And if you want to call or text them, you just do it without hesitation.
0: All right. Speaking of that, do you think that guys should text the girl a little bit more at first?
1: Um, I think, I mean, I think, listen, I think guys need to take the initiative, no doubt about it, because there's something girls like that. Girls like confidence. They find it sexy. We're like guys kind of take control of the situation. And so I think for a guy, yeah, he should be the one who's reaching out, calling, texting. Asking when they want to hang out, um, and so. But I also think it's you know the responsibility of the girl to like make it known that she likes him. So like, there's certain gameplay yet where you have to play aloof and act like you don't care, but you also have to put in hints in there that you actually do care, so the other person does stop. Like, so the other person doesn't think they're wasting their time. Um, so like, I think it's the it's the guy's responsibility. To like make sure he reaches out and texts and call but it's the girl's responsibility to be like flirty
0: and also if the girl just says yes like i'm going out with you again then like is that good enough
1: <laughs> wait if the girl just says yeah i'll go out with you again
0: <laughs> no yeah if she keeps saying yes to your offers it does that is that good enough
1: uh yeah that's that's pretty good enough yeah totally
0: okay great and then if there's two people that really like each other and like the sparks are right off the bat mutual, I guess then there's no need to play games, but games are for when one person's a little bit more weary than the other.
1: Totally. I would absolutely agree with that. If you have like just this initial spark and both of you guys after the first date are just like, this went really well, this was great. I can't wait to see each other again. Then, um, I mean, honestly, though, I think there still is a little bit of gameplay that needs to go on because, you know, I think there is something to the effect of being way too needy early on. And so even if it starts off great and the sparks are there, if the guy texts you nonstop for the next four days straight, you're probably going to be like, this guy's creepy. He's too much. He needs to back up.
0: Totally. I totally get that. You can have a good first date, but then if he's too much afterwards and you reconsider the entire thing. Yeah, how- Um, But what about like, if there aren't mutual sparks right off the bat, if someone likes one person more than the other, and that leads to one person having to play games, do you think that there's ever really a future in that kind of relationship? Do you think that one person actually can catch up to the feelings?
1: Totally. Absolutely. I mean, how many times have you heard friends say, well, I didn't like them at first, but then the more I hung out with them, the more I got to know their personality and the more I learned to just have developed feelings for them and then, and you know, eventually fell in love with them. Look, I mean, granted, this is like a weird example, but look at Carly and Evan. Mm -hmm. Like, Carly was always playing catch up to Evan. Evan liked Carly right off the bat. He always wanted to hang out with her. And Carly was very hesitant and and, and didn't think that she had feelings towards him. And then over time, like, she just started appreciating the man that he is and how he treated her. And then from that, she became more physically attracted to him. And then she just kind of let herself fall for evan and then she ended up falling for evan and you know now they're engaged and you know getting married soon
0: you're right that is the perfect example so this is what it's what's interesting to me and i know we talked to carly about that this weekend um how many chances do you give someone because carly and evan were forced to really (laughs) hang out together for a little over a week you know until either of them was gonna leave but would she have given him all those chances had they been home in nashville
1: No, I don't think she would have. I think she would have went on one date and then she would have labeled him creepy. And then every time he tried texting her or calling her, she would have just tried to ignore it. Um, And so I think that's like a sign for everybody that they should really see things through. and Never give up something after the first date. And Really kind of go on two or three dates and then reassess the situation after that. Because it is hard. People are nervous. People are not truly themselves on a first date, obviously. You're always overthinking things. You're always thinking about you know, how do I look? Do I smell? Am I making good conversation? Um, and so it's hard to just really have a nice time. I mean, of course not, not a nice time, but like just truly be yourself. And so I think after two or three dates, you kind of get a better, you know, uh, judge of character and then, you know, if there's no sparks after that, then kind of move on.
0: Yeah. I've recently learned, I think three is the number. You really have to cut it off after three.
1: Well, rule three, that's like a staple life.
0: No, yeah, it's like science. All right, Jared, so you talk about the importance of being confident on a first date and when you like someone and kind of wearing a facade and just, you know, that duck on the pond thing where you're nervous inside, but nobody sees you, you're cool on the outside. Yep. How do you get to that point? By How do you psych yourself up?
1: By knowing, it's not even about you, by looking at the other person and saying that person is just a like if it's of a girl so if it's you approaching a guy and you're like holy shit how am i gonna get confidence to talk to this guy to realize that that is just a guy and even like you know a lot of really good looking a lot of suave guys
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously nick comes to mind we both know nick we both know that nick has flaws
0: yeah but we were just talking about this
1: exactly just like we all do and so to like look at someone and say yeah they're beautiful and they're awesome. But they're definitely not perfect. And just, I mean, I think that's how I psych myself up.
0: I don't know if that's going to work for me.
1: How so though? Why won't it? To Like, listen, because I'm like, I try to be as confident as possible, but I'm also very aware of my uh, flaws and my, um, you know, uh, whatever. But um, like... I think it's also good to know, like, look at somebody else and say they're, they're just a person. That's all they are. They shit.
0: <laughs> you don't have any other advice further than that?
1: Well, I think also, too, it's just not overthinking things and, and really just not having any expectations when talking to someone. Just trying to li- be in the moment and hold a conversation and not think about the end result. Um, like if you're going on a date with somebody and you really like them to not think about a second date, I've
0: never gone on a date with somebody I like.
1: Okay. So <laughs> talking to someone you like, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm joking. I'm just saying it's rare.
1: So talking to someone that you like, Yeah. <clears throat> like at a bar, mm-hmm. if, if he went up to you or you went up to her or whatever. Um,
0: I can't, I, there's just something that I can't well, do. Okay. Well, speaking of confidence, I know that I'm not confident, especially on a date if I have a face full of pimples. And I've discovered this new stuff called Bioclarity that has cleared my skin and it's been amazing. It's so soothing. There's no weird, harsh chemicals. And it even includes green tea and chamomile. It soothes your skin. It's cooling. It's got cucumber and oatmeal, it's got all this good stuff, but it doesn't include benzoyl peroxide, which often causes redness, dryness, and irritation. And I know that benzoyl peroxide does that with me. It's actually good for your skin and it comes from mother nature. It's suitable for all skin types. It's dermatologist developed, tested, and recommended. And it's 100% vegan and cruelty-free for all you animal lovers like me out there. So let BioClarity help give you the confidence of clear skin to help you take on life. Just go to BioClarity. My listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guaranteed, but you need to enter my code, and my code is GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, all caps. Finally, an acne treatment that works without irritating my skin. I love it. Go to Bioclarity.com. Check it out.
1: What is inhibiting you from having the – you don't need the most confidence in the world. You don't need to like be like, I'm perfect and I'm des- I deserve the best. I'm going to draw
0: like, blanks. That's the whole thing. I draw blanks. Guess I what, have that's no normal, idea what though. to talk about.
1: Of course you do. But the only reason that you don't know what to talk about is because you're psyching yourself out. And if you just go you into a conversation – Being in the moment just to hold a conversation and not think about the end results, I think you'll do a lot better. Don't like go up to somebody to be like, uh, to try to get a date with them in the future. Just go up to them just to say hi because you think they're cute because you might start talking to them and they might really suck and you're like, oh, never mind.
0: It's true.
1: And so don't think about the end result. Just be in the moment.
0: Okay. But I think the real problem is that I don't think anyone's cute, so.
1: No, I think the real problem is you just overthink things.
0: No, it's not. I don't think anybody's cute.
1: I don't think so. Even just that statement. Of course, you think people are cute. There are a lot of good-looking people in this world.
0: I find myself to have a very hard time being attracted to people.
1: I'm sure, but I'm sure the other like I'm sure that ha- plays a role. Uh,
0: that plays a role in why I get so nervous when I actually find <clears throat> someone that I like that I think because is hot. you
1: think that they're just.
0: No, because it's so like rare. oh my god, they're so rare. Yeah, yeah. That is completely and totally the reason that I break out. I'm like, oh my god, this is like the one guy a year. This is the one guy a year. I can't mess up because then I don't, I don't get into it for like another year.
1: Yeah, but then you just like yourself up. Don't think about that. If you find somebody that's cute, don't listen. I guarantee that there are more people out there that you find cute, but you just don't even notice them because you have blinders on probably a lot of the time. And like you just don't even, you're not even aware of your surroundings most of the time of people that are actually good looking around you because in your mind, you're like, well, I'm so picky, I won't like anybody here. Even though if you just go in to have fun, you're like, actually, they're pretty good looking. They're they're actually pretty cute too. But if you go, if you're just every day in your normal life, like I don't like anybody, I'm so picky, like this won't work anyway, then it's never going to work. It's all about a mindset, isn't it? like when you go like you tell me all the time like believe you can do it
0: yeah i know Like job
1: interviews or anything in your life like it's all about mindset right and so if you
0: yeah i believe in the power positive thinking
1: exactly so if you in your everyday life have this negative view on dating and guys it's probably not going to happen but if you just don't overthink it and just let things happen on their own most of the time good things will happen bad things happen too But life is all about balance.
0: Hmm. I don't
1: know. It's just food for thought
0: yeah well it's like
1: instead of having it in your head yeah being like i don't like anybody i don't think anybody's cute i'm the pickiest person i only meet one guy a year
0: you legitimately are very similar you can think girls very are pretty similar. but then they start talking and you're like man i don't feel it i don't feel it i don't feel it
1: totally yeah oh that's a, oh absolutely <laughs> we're not talking about me we're talking about you
0: <laughs> oh wait a second i want to talk about you I'm fine i'm fine with that okay so if you're giving me advice how you're giving yourself advice
1: absolutely anytime i give somebody else advice i always think about what i'm saying and try to enact it in my own life
0: okay so you're you're just giving yourself the same advice of course
1: absolutely of being like don't i because i do the same thing where like if i think somebody's cute and i'll like have an initial attraction and then i start talking to them and then if they start showing interest i immediately lose interest i know yeah
0: So it's exactly the problem.
1: Exactly. But I don't, at least I don't have the (laughs) mind. So you
0: guys ever wondered why Jared and I have problems? Exactly.
1: But I also don't think that, like, my mindset is far far different than yours. I don't, I mean, I, like, I am a picky person, but I don't, you're an extreme case of that. Because you are like, I don't like anybody. At least I'm like, no, I do like people, but there's just, I, I have this innate problem where if they like me, I seem to not like them.
0: Well, that's also my problem.
1: Yeah. But that doesn't happen all the time. There are, you know...
0: Uh, There's been one exception to your rule. There's been a couple exceptions to my rule. Okay, of a course. couple. But one main one.
1: One big one, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: All right, Jared and I are going to have some fun right now. So we're going to play a game of Merry, fucking Kill since you guys we like We always that. have fun, actually. We, we always have fun. We do, we do, but we just got way too serious. I'm feeling we weird did. right now. I'm not into now it.
1: Fuck some people and let's kill some people. Okay. Let's do this Okay,
0: okay. So... We were, it was such a hit last week with the twins. So now we're going to turn the tables and make it for the guys. So, marry, fucking kill Vanessa, Raven, or Corinne?
1: I will marry Vanessa, I will fuck Corinne, and I will kill Raven.
0: Exactly what I would have done. What about, I know this one's too easy for you, I think, Andy, Caitlin, and JoJo?
1: I would marry Caitlin, fuck JoJo, kill Andy.
0: And what about Amanda, Jen, and Jade?
1: Uh, well, I feel I'm gonna kill Jade.
0: <laughs> You're not gonna but kill her.
1: I just feel weird. I can't. I don't know. I feel weird saying either. You marry would or fuck marry
0: Jade. Jade.
1: All right, I'll marry Jade. I'll fuck Jen and I'll kill Amanda.
0: Okay. And now the the one everybody's been waiting for. Um, me, Kayla, and Emily.
1: I will, um, well, I'm, I'm going to kill Kayla. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, poor Kayla. Um, and then I will, I'll, I'll fuck Emily and marry you.
0: Okay, great. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jared. That was the right answer. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Edu slash podcast. Everybody loves the throw up story that I revealed in episode two of Embarrassing Moments.
1: Oh Jesus! You know
0: I threw up in my hands or in my purse or something in Jared's it was, car. No, it was
1: in, no, you didn't. You kind of threw up in your hand a little bit because I just remember I was driving in the high speed lane on the freeway, and then I just see I'm paying attention. I am being a good driver, looking at the road. <laughs> And I just see, like, something out of my peripheral vision, like, waving almost. And I just look over to my right, and I see Ashley's hands. One is covering her mouth as her cheeks look like they're about to explode. And then, and then, like, I see just, like, your one hand just, like, flaring around, like, trying to get my attention. And then I... Oh, boy, she's about to throw up. And then the most disgusting thing ever, I see throw ups start to drip through like the creases of your fingers. <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. Oh, whew. that was a good one. That was a good one. But we made it. You didn't you didn't do uh, throw up any of my car. You just you were able to open the door and you got it all on the outside. Are you I sure? You got a little bit like on the door. I think got a little bit like on the bottom of the door, but it was it was it was barely nothing.
0: Oh man. Okay. So was that the, the least attracted to me you've ever been? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. That was, that was the pinnacle right there. Cause you were also like, I knew you weren't feeling that well th- that morning. And you had, like, this baseball cap on really low to, like, hide your face because you didn't put ice on it yet. So you were Mm. a little puppy.
0: No, Jared, it wasn't just, like, something ice could fix. That was (laughs) something, like, three gallons of water in a day could maybe fix. Holy shit. I've never looked like that in my life.
1: And then you were wearing, like, this sweatshirt with – what jacket were you wearing? It was, like, a – it wasn't a fur coat, but it was like furry.
0: I think I wore like my big blue jacket. I think like I wore a real winter coat.
1: No, uh, well, I don't think it was a real one. Win- it was like had like fur on. I remember that. Really? Yeah, but fake I remember fur. like fake fur. <laughs> but obviously fake fur. Let's fake- put that out there. But I remember like it like because the sweatshirt underneath like made it look like you had like big shoulders, and it looked like you were hunching a little bit, like you had like a hunchback. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was not your best morning, but that's okay.
0: Oh, I'm going to die. Oh,
1: shut up. <laughs> it was what a year? God, how long ago was that? A, year? a, little, was a little over a year.
0: A year and two months, yeah. A year
1: and two months, yeah. It was, last, it was November.
0: It was December 5th or something. December 5th. Um, I just feel like dying right now. It's really, I know. I just couldn't have been worse. I collectively couldn't have been worse. It was like all the germs in my body and like everything that wanted <clears> to <throat> leave my body like was in my face,
1: Yes, just waiting for the moment of you releasing it totally. out into that Burger King bathroom that we had to stop by. Because then
0: I threw up we just, again take, in the Burger I just took King the bathroom. next
1: exit. I just took the next exit because I was like, there has to be something off the exit, like sim- somewhat close by. And then there was nothing. There was nothing close by. Not a McDonald's, not a Burger King, not a Walgreens, not a Dunkin' Donuts, nothing. Yeah. And then so we're driving around. Finally, we come across like a some sort of like gas station or CVS. I don't remember what it was. And then it had no bathroom. And so then we went to the Burger King and I had a couple Whoppers because I was pretty hungry at this point because I saw the throw up and it must have just given me a big appetite (laughs) for some reason. And um, yeah, so while you were cleaning yourself up in the bathroom, I had a couple Whoppers and it was a good day. And then we ended up driving back to Rhode Island. I went to work. And uh, you hung out with Crystal. No, actually, I think uh, Alicia and Melissa were here too, if I remember correctly.
0: Yes, and then I fell asleep in your bed for like three hours before I drove back to New York.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you needed your rest.
0: I now, na- this is like the most enlightening podcast for me. I'm learning yeah. so much.
1: No, definitely. I burned those sheets, by the way, the ones you. <laughs> I was like, am not going to have to throw up infested woman. <laughs> Put the germs on me.
0: If that was the moment in which I was the least attractive, what was the moment I was the most <clears throat> attractive?
1: Uh, the most attractive? Hmm. I think, first of all, I want to just put it out there that you are 97% Ashley always attractive.
0: <laughs> you, have,
1: you have your 3% where you're not. Okay. You are a beautiful woman, and I won't put that out there so I don't like think like, oh, you had this one glimmer of uh, you know five minutes where you've actually looked halfway decent. No, that's not the truth. I don't you know you mean
0: good. I don't mean when I was the most beautiful. I mean when was I the most attractive. Um, I think.
1: Um, uh, oh, man, that's that's tough. I don't know. So nothing, I, just
0: nothing comes out at you. <laughs> well, I think a lot
1: of things. Like I honestly, like I roll I them exactly.
0: off. Let me feed my ego.
1: All right, perfect. I think um when. I have this, like, image of, first of all, our first date when we were in the, I know you think that you were super nervous, but, like, our dune buggy, you know, when we were driving that Mm -hmm. four-wheeler, that was great. I'll never forget, like, how easy the conversation was between the two of us. Like, it just, it was so easy. I was, like, I was not expecting this. And um, I remember that was an awesome day where you were super attractive. And even when we are sitting down by the beach and just hanging out, everything was super easy. I will never forget that. And um, I remember when we were next to the fireplace, it was me, you, and Lauren. And Lauren at this point was like totally over paradise. But we started just quoting Boy Meets World and Jerry Maguire and like all those random movies that we, or TV shows that we both knew lines from. I think you were in your element at that point too. And it was just like a nice little – that was like the first time I think you, me, Lauren ever like bonded. It was a really great moment. Aww. Um
0: that's good. And
1: uh yeah, I mean there's a lot I mean uh I mean I, I, I there's a lot of I'm trying to I mean it's hard to just like now like roll through the Rolodex of, you know, our relationship. Um I remember in DC for the first event when I went down when it was like all of us with like Joshua and Joe came and JJ and Julia uh, down in D.C. and in Virginia, um, you were. I think you were also just super in your element because you were planning everything, and that's like your mo. Mm-hmm. And so I think you were just very comfortable and very, like I said, just you know in your in your element. And so um, you were just really cool and laid back, and it was easy and it was fun. Um, you know, I, that was definitely, you know, I don't know if I had to say some of your best moments.
0: I thought you would say that one. I was waiting for you to say that. It was interesting yeah. because that's when I was playing the most games with you ever. I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on doing my thing this weekend. I'm going to give him as little attention as possible and I'm going to be at ease. And I know like that I really excel in an environment like this. So I'm just going to embrace that and see what he thinks.
1: Perfect. Yeah, that, and it worked it most certainly worked actually
0: yeah and then i threw up in your car
1: and then the hunchback of notre dame threw up in my car <laughs> oh
0: god all right um that's was, that's was a good story do you have any like other funny stories about our relationship you want to tell
1: uh about the two of us uh let's see let's see let's see um Man, I know I had so many and just nothing is coming to mind right now.
0: When was that the most outrageous? Like, I mean, let's not even talk about Paradise. But when did you want to kill me outside of Paradise?
1: Uh, Probably when you called me from Millionaire Matchmaker and was crying. And I had to tell you about Paradise because, like, I remember you called me because they were they forced you to talk about me.
0: Actually, I called you because show. we were just going to talk about Lucy. Lucy? Yeah, because Lucy had died.
1: Lucy didn't die at this Lucy
0: point? Lucy died four days earlier, and I told you, and then um, you said, can uh, I call you? And I said, just call me tomorrow. And then and tomorrow happened to be, like, the worst day of my life.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was bad. That was yeah. like a... Oh, excuse me. Um yeah that was a bad day that was bad that was like one of the more outrageous phone calls yeah um i don't remember like there's never been i don't think like outrageous moments where I've wanted to, like just strangle you
0: <laughs> let's see if I've i ever mean, i've never really i've never wanted to strangle you i've just been like i've just just ju- like um judged your judgment so hard like those are yeah. the days where i'm like are you f- freaking joking me? Are you this blind? Like, those are those days. Those are the ones that I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah, I think that was probably that you, you, from your perspective, probably a lot of that was this past paradise. Obviously,
0: obviously. those are the only times, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know, I wish I had better stories. Fuck.
1: (laughs) I'm so disappointed in myself. There has to be, like... Outrageous stories, I guess. I guess I mean the throw-up one is obviously epic. Uh, I mean, from my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh man! But no, most of the time we hang out it's just like fun and chill, and like I'm, I'm dancing with Lauren and then throwing her out of your
0: apartment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which that is was, a great. Moment. That was so good. When I wrote you the letter in the first season of Paradise, our first season of Paradise, was that creepy? How did you respond to that? Like, what was your initial reaction when you were first reading it?
1: Um, so when you first gave me the letter, I was like, oh, shit. Um, because I just, I knew at that point that nothing was going to happen between the two of us in Paradise and... Honestly, I was mentally prepared that night to go home because I fully didn't expect to get your rose. And then, like, obviously, throughout the course of the night, throughout throughout that cocktail party, I knew I was staying. But before that cocktail party, I thought I was going to go home. I thought that was the night I was going to go home because— But were you just
0: going to, like, kind of voluntarily go home because you weren't going to try? But then Amber wanted to give you the rose.
1: Exactly. So I knew once, like, Amber came up, like, once you gave me the letter— and then Amber came up to me. I was like, all right, I'm I'm staying. And um, so, yeah, when you gave me the letter. And so I was. Uh, yeah. When you first gave it to me, I was like, oh, fuck, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is not this is not good. But. And you walked away and I started reading it and I actually like started to tear up a little bit because it was just one of the more endearing, one of the sweetest letters, one of the sweetest gifts I've ever received in my entire life. I mean, you just really poured your heart out. And the way you're mentioning your dad and, and Lauren um, throughout the letter, it was just a really, really great gesture and something that I, you know, will always, um, you know, cherish for the rest of my life. And so I knew in that moment um, that I, I wanted to accept your rose and I wanted to go on a date with you because, you know, I think I just started learning in paradise and obviously furthermore outside of paradise, how wonderful you truly are, actually. And, Um, and so when I first got the letter, I was like, Oh no, this is not good. But after reading it, um, I was, I was totally in staying. I I wanted to stay.
0: Yeah. One of my biggest qualms about that whole episode was that one, they made it kind of look jokey, you know, with the music behind it. Mm -hmm. When I knew that you really were touched by it. And then there, they never even talked about, they never even showed when you came to me, and said, like, how much it meant to you.
1: Yeah, they just it seemed like I just kind of uh, accepted your rose without telling you I was going to accept your rose.
0: Yeah, and that was, like, one of our best moments.
1: Yeah, I would agree. So I still have that letter, by the way.
0: I know, you better. (laughs) You better, you better. All righty. Well, I'm going to wrap this up with one more question, and I'm going to pretend like I'm James Lipton. Jared, if God exists, what do you hope he says when you reach the pearly gates?
1: Is a fucking serious question?
0: <laughs> yeah, he asks at the end of every, you know, actor studio.
1: Who's James Lipton?
0: What? Oh, you, Mr. Movie studio. Buff?
1: Yeah, yeah, Sorry, I blanked for a second.
0: Okay. He asks that every time? Yes.
1: All right, so repeat the question. If, if-,
0: if God does exist, what do you hope he says to you when you reach the pearly gates?
1: I apologize about Ashley Akinetti. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Now I understand. <laughs> All right, great. Well, that's a good way to wrap this up.
1: Thank you, Ashley, for having me. I had a great time.
0: All right, your podcast is up next. All right. Love you.
1: Love you too, later.
0: <laughs> Bye. I Don't Get it. Podcast.